Welcome back to the Have Not Room. Uh, I'm here, as always, with Chad and Brian to break down another week inside the BB22 house. We only have two more weeks to go, so I well, this is our third to last episode for the season, uh, presumably. And uh, yeah, I mean, you'd think in the end game we'd have a little bit more to talk about, but it's probably going to be a quick one. What do you guys? Think? <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with you 100 yeah. percent. probably a quick one um mm-hmm. which i'm not sure people will be too mad about i think similarly most people are just like let this end yeah. like this is not what Wrap we wanted like yeah yep. so yeah i think i saw something on the reddit about like you know two weeks left in the season thank god yep <laughs> yep <laughs> about yeah so but we did we did get a jury segment in the eviction episode this past Thursday, which was something at least different. It gave us some insight into potentially what we might be seeing in terms of the uh, upcoming jury vote two weeks from tonight. Uh, anything stand out from my jury segment to you, Chad? I mean, it's kind of what we expected. You know, people you know aren't big fans of Nicole. Um, you know, people like Cody's game, but I don't know. It, it's it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who's the final two, who votes which way. Um, I mean, some votes are locked, but I think there's potential for a few um, swing votes, um, especially depending who goes home these next two evictions. So um, I, I enjoy the jury segments. I always love jury segments. But, um, yeah, it's it all comes down to who goes next, who are these next two. Yeah, no, um, I agree. I think what stood out most to me was Ian being pretty chill about uh, what Nicole did. I didn't know if he necessarily would, especially with that uh, confessional diary room where he kicked the table and swore. I was like, oh, maybe maybe he's actually going to be really mad about this outcome. But, Uh you know, after he got voted off, he seemed pretty chill about it. And after... um, after this jury segment, same thing. He just seems like uh, he's taken it in stride. He knows it's just a game. Um, I don't know if everyone will feel that way, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, all-star seasons are also a little, uh, always a little rough with that. But yeah, uh, Ian in general, while he was in the game, kind of oscillated between seeming like he didn't really care at all and didn't really want to be there, and then also like seeming like he cared a lot and was really... Uh, invested in potentially winning the game especially after he ended up making jury um so yeah it is interesting i don't know if part of ian's strategy that he never really vocalized was like trying to play off that he wasn't really like didn't really care about the game mm. uh, like kind of doctor will ask but um yeah I, i'm not sure i think the one interesting thing i saw from ian on top of you know him being very uh you know level-headed about the game moves was before Danny arrived at the jury house, he seemed to think that Danny was the one playing the best game in the house, which I think really gives you an insight into how little information Ian had about what the hell was going on this season. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's definitely not the case. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then we also kind of got uh, kind of a clarification that Devon does seem to be legitimately upset at Nicole to the point where it doesn't seem like Nicole will be getting Dave on the jury vote if he happens to be there against maybe anyone except for Christmas. It might be kind of a toss-up. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I didn't get a lot of insight into how David and Kevin were super feeling either way mm. in terms of their priority. We know that Kevin kind of came out of the house a little bit, but hurt against Cody. Um, I don't know if that will make any huge dent in Cody's ability to win a jury vote because it seems like Danny is heavily pushing that Cody is playing the best game narrative, uh, which I think we all agree is correct. <laughs> um, yeah. And sometimes it doesn't even matter if it's correct as long as somebody's cheerleading it enough in the jury house. Yeah. yeah. Perception <laughs> becomes reality and all that. Absolutely. But I think this one time, at least, the perception is reality. And, uh, you know, Cody, just killing it. I I would be so shocked if he lost this, like, don't want to jinx him or anything, but oh my god. He's just so dominant this season, and he deserves it so far. If he can just, two more rounds, he's there. Half a million dollars yeah. in his pocket. Yeah, I mean, at the end of this, uh, like towards the end of the episode, if we kind of get through everything else, we can kind of go into some more detail about the exact chances of what everyone has of getting through the next two rounds of the game. But I think mm. Cody is, is looking to be in a crushing position at this point. Yeah. Probably like somewhere in the 70 to 80% win equity range, which is uh, pretty insane. <laughs> hey. I mean, we in our preseason thing, we were like, Cody, this is his game. Yeah. And it yep. really was. <laughs> Chad, Chad got the first winner pick in. He was you know, locked in Cody, and I was like, yeah, it's probably, probably <laughs> the stock pick right there. I mean, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, speaking of, like, when we re-drafted uh, our winners for us, uh, rooting interests, I guess, more mm-hmm. or less, uh, I got Memphis, and immediately that just went so bad for him. Yeah, definitely uh, choosing winners has not gone well for you this season. Uh, Devon Devon was first out of the three winner picks of us, and now it looks like uh, with you redrafting Memphis and me redrafting Enzo, uh, not looking super great for you in terms of Memphis surviving this coming eviction. I'm not going to say it's entirely my fault, but there's a little bit of, you know, Mm, bad bad aura in there. You know, it's just... uh, Sorry, Memphis. I didn't mean to. Yeah. No, we can we can kind of go into that a little bit. We have Nicole winning both of the uh, competitions this week, and Memphis looking like he is going to be going. Uh, Chad, do you think that's the right move for Cody and Enzo to get out Memphis here over Christmas? They kind of were going back and forth within this uh, episode tonight about whether that was correct for them. I think so, um, because they – you know, Cody and Enzo are, you know, very well aware of the wise guys seeing as they're half of it. So knowing that everyone in the house but Nicole is connected to him and would, you know, could take him, and at least in Memphis's eyes, would take him other than, you know, Cody and Enzo. Um, I think getting Memphis out now is your best move. Um, you know, as the person rooting for Cody, Memphis is, you know, the strongest player left competition-wise, I think, at least physically. Mm-hmm. Um so, and, you know, the first final three comps always endurance. Um, so I, I think it's the right move for Cody. Even the cold, it's the right move. Enzo, the only one that starts is Christmas, but she's not going to win anyway. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's the right move if you're Cody, Nicole, Enzo. So, bye Memphis. I mean, he made a good, it was a good game, all considering. I mean, he masterminded the 
on paper, best alliance in BB history, even though they're a very broken family there, but they made it work somehow. Um, and, you know, the wise guys, if Enzo doesn't tell Cody, it's not a bad play. It's just, you know, not the right people, I guess. But, no, Memphis is a good player. I think he solidified that this season. But this is as far as he goes. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that uh, I think his main blind spot was just not seeing that Enzo and Cody were as close as they were and really thinking that Enzo was a piece that he could pick up for himself, whereas Cody had already had that lockdown from like basically like two minutes into the game. <laughs> um, so, Jersey boys. Yeah, so it's just, yeah, the Italian Jersey boys, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think that Memphis kind of just let the game play by him and because he was in such a dominant position within this like power alliance that he uh, technically built uh, I think he kind of became a little bit uh, too reticent to make a move and uh, you kind of saw that during the triple where he was still pushing for David to go over Nicole um, like not like he would have made a huge difference like if he had mm. been pushing like I, that wasn't going to be the thing that changed Enzo's mind um, but just the the idea that David was somebody that he should prioritize getting out over Nicole when his main contender in the game was like clearly Cody and Nicole was always going to be a number for Cody over him and David was potentially somebody he could have picked up if he put more work into repairing that relationship I think that I think I think he just kind of got a little too comfortable in this position. Didn't really make the make the proper moves, but he also got kind of unlucky in terms of the uh, the comp wins. I think if him or Christmas win this final five HOH, I think he's in a pretty decent spot heading into the end game. So, yeah, it's yeah. always disappointing to see like when people are playing like a good game, not having anybody go beyond you know just like the surface level oh i'm in a good spot i'm in the majority alliance i'm gonna go and mm -hmm. then i'm gonna get comped out by you know random like it it's always disappointing when players who are playing well don't take the entire game into their hands and just let their fate get decided by you know friggin um in dodgeballs that look like pumpkins on a basket like you know yeah i would hate to to get really far into a game like this and have my fate decided by a challenge. I don't think that's ever an advantageous position to be in. You can't count on them. And I would like to see people, you know, pick up the bottom feeders and make them part of Alliance and have mm -hmm. more forward facing control rather than, you know, I think it goes back to say when we were talking a little bit about Tyler, it's like there are certain play styles where like, if you're on the bottom, and you get, if you're on the bottom, you're the underdog, and you, against all odds, make it to the end, you have a very high chance of winning. If you're in the majority alliance, and you're the figurehead, you're the leader, and you get to the end, you have a good chance of winning, depending on how you play. But in the middle, if you're an underdog, you can't do anything to win comps, you're not going to get to the end, you have no shot to winning. But similarly, if you're in the majority but you're on the bottom of the majority, your like, chance to winning is almost the same as someone in the minority who, you know, can't win comps. It's like, 
playing from the middle is such a hard thing to do because mm-hmm. it requires you to take a risk and potentially prematurely end your game with the benefit of if this pays off, I'm going to potentially win the game. Right. Yeah. And yeah. people just are afraid to do that. The, the In my mind, there's no difference between ninth place and sixth place, right? In right. Big Brother, there's literally no difference between 11th place and third place. So, yeah. like, you got to take your fate into your hands. And I hate watching people not do that. Yeah, I think this is an issue that we talked about, specifically with Danny, where... Mm she was biding her time trying to decide when it was the right time to make a move to like bring herself from the bottom of the alliance to maybe a higher position within that pecking mm-hmm. order and she had an opportunity to take a shot at uh, tyler pull in ian as a third maybe build some kind of coalition with these underdogs where mm-hmm. she would have some power between her and nicole uh mm-hmm. and still have connection to people like cody uh even if she like you know goes against him and pisses him off like he's not like he's if he's out of power, like he still has to turn somewhere. Mm-hmm. And like I, I don't think that evicting Ian over Tyler is the reason that Danny lost, but it definitely did right. not do her any favors, right? Like she mm-hmm. she bided her time way too long to the point where she just ran out of running away. Mm-hmm. And I think that similarly Memphis kind of you know lost track of where his position was in the game to the point where now he has really no outs. Uh, like it reminds me of it's gonna sound funny. It reminds me of David versus Goliath, where uh-huh. Gabby wanted to make a move, and it backfired. It blew up in her face, and she went out. And people gave her a hard time for that, but like that was the right decision in my opinion, because she was never gonna be in a position to win if she just kept going with the status quo. And you know what? It happens. Like, you, you might embarrass yourself, but if you embarrass yourself, striking out by swinging is much better than going out looking, right? Uh-huh. Like, no one wants to be that person. It just uh-huh. strike three and has to walk, you know, without even taking their bat off their shoulder. Yeah, give yourself a chance, you know? Make a move, and if it yeah. pays off, it pays off. If it doesn't, then you're Gabby. Yeah, and I mean, at least you can say you tried. Yeah, so you can, because uh, I'm sure Danny's sitting in that jury house like, God damn it! Like, I was in a good position and I just didn't pull the trigger on things I knew I should have done, and now yep. I'm in the jury house again. Yeah, and Danny, like we mentioned, got bailed out a number of times by very fortunate comp outcomes, and she still was unable to use that luck to her advantage to reposition mm-hmm. herself. Um, yeah. Um, I think that we're kind of seeing a similar thing with Memphis now. You might be seeing a similar thing with people like Enzo and Nicole, where mm-hmm. they've spent way too long and they've kept Cody in the game way too long, where it just might be impossible to take him out at this point. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be impossible to beat him in a jury vote. Um, yeah, I mean, anything that we can talk about from the episodes before we kind of dive into this, what this final four might look like? Um, I like the competition that they did for HOH. I think it's an underutilized one. I liked it a lot in BB16 where they played it two times. Mm-hmm. Cody won it on the yeah. second time. Because um, it's it's like a nice mixture of like athleticism, but also like mentally not 
you know, losing your focus and letting a little ball roll out and ruin your whole thing that right. like, happened to Christmas in Memphis. So I thought that was a great challenge. I, I liked it a lot, and I hope they bring it back more in the mm-hmm. future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they also did do it in BB20 as a veto that I think okay. Casey won. Um, but yeah, I think it makes sense that she it's only been the done. Yeah, the ball, the ball queen. Mm. Um, yeah, I think they've only done it in those two seasons, those three times, though. Um, yeah. and it is it is a very uh, kind of high skill uh, challenge where you have to have just like very good like core control and like very like it's like balance and like core control and like kind of just uh, like strength and patience and endurance all kind of built into one. Um, yeah, then obviously BB Comics, the classic. Yes, believe, of course. Yeah, I believe Nicole Frenzel uh, is now. Uh, one BB Comics in two out of her three seasons, and her third season, I think she came in second uh, in that competition. So, just like one of those comps where she's just very good at it. <laughs> just attention to detail down pat. Yeah, um, it's so fun. Um, were there any like of the comics that stood out to you guys as like some of your favorites or? I liked David mm. versus Goliath. That was a good one. Uh, <laughs> that was my favorite one because it felt like exactly what he was going against. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I was thinking about the whole season. Like, this is like David versus Goliath, literally him going into an all-star season, and now yeah. they make it a comic. So, very self-aware of BB-22. Yeah. How about you, Ben? Uh, I mean, I think a lot of them are relatively basic. There were a few. There's, like, the classic ones where there's the references to the costumes that they were wearing with Nicole and Ian as opposed mm-hmm. to like anything, you know, about themselves as a person. Mm-hmm. And then there's ones that were references to past seasons rather than this season, with like Danny and Keisha. Yeah, not um, great, but uh, yeah. it is what it is, I guess. I mean, I can at least understand it for Keisha, but I mean, Danny is a huge like character and player within the game. So it's kind of, it seems a little bit of a slap in the face to water her down to like, you know, married into the worst alliance ever. <laughs> I remember when these came out on Twitter the other day, I was like, huh, the regulators, really? You guys yeah. drew, drew the regulators yeah. of all of all past house guests to draw on these comics. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hold Danny. Like, Danny's legacy is going to be her worst performance season, and her legacy is going to be the fact that her husband put together, like, one of the worst alliances ever. Rather than that, she's like a three-time player who has, you know, made jury three times. Uh, and she got out on the two. triple eviction. Like there are a lot of things that could have done with threes with Dan. Yeah. One of only three. One of only two. Three plus time players to never not make jury. Her and Nicole Franzel. Mm. Um. So, a little bit, a little bit of a slap in the face. You know, I know we've we've criticized Danny's game, but I don't think that was a little. I think that was a little much. Uh, I think all the other ones are pretty basic, though. A lot of like name puns. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Didn't, but nothing really like stood out as like extremely funny or creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, like you said, Keisha's is probably my favorite. Which says a lot because mm-hmm. I think she was gone in the first week. So, <laughs> yeah. Whew. I guess at least the dude they knew that that was gonna piss Nicole off, and I love them for being messy bitches for mm. uh, making <laughs> Janelle's be bombshell and hers be serial killer. Like, oh, <laughs> so good. 
Um, her eyes like twitching, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, maybe that inspired her to win, though. She just like completely blacked out on adrenaline from anger and just beasted out the oh challenge. She uh, wanted to finish, but she wouldn't have to look at it anymore. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and of course, King Kaser, uh, you know, classic. That's one. I think, was, I think that was for the audience in Kaser more than anything mm-hmm. else, you know. Yeah. Wanted to give him a little shout out. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a fun challenge. Nicole. Killed it. So good. So good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, she got gone from winning no comps the entire season to winning two in one week. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. She tied with Enzo now? Uh, is Enzo only up two? I think, I think I he has three. He has a safety three. Yeah. 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 The, the banana humping veto mm-hmm. <laughs> that he won week one. <laughs> I believe Christmas only has two, though. I think she has the, the HOH that she won by default. and then the... No, Ben, she has four. <laughs> she's been saying how she has four comp wins, and she's been counting the power and uh-huh. oh, yeah, the power. sweet as her, like, other two. Oh, well, I mean, of... uh, the power, understandable, right? You know, that's technically a win. Uh, like, if we're going to count that for David as a win, we can count it for Christmas as a win. Right. Uh, she did not win the safety suite though. That was a, <laughs> that was a she was a plus one. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, was it was it the safety suite that she was counting? Now I'm, uh, now I'm trying to think, because she won her HOH when Devon lost the HOH, Correct. and Memphis right. lost the HOH, and then she won the running veto that got thrown to her. Actually, no, she did win. Right, she did win the uh, the safety suite. She picked uh, Ian as her plus one. Right. Yes, I feel correct. like yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Enzo, Enzo picked her as our plus one, and then she and then she, she won the uh, she won Memphis's part of the triple eviction veto. Correct. Yeah, that was so the other she, one. That, yeah. I think yeah. she's been counting it as five comp wins. Wait, so. what was the fifth? I have four. Um, there is four. There is four. The four. No, there is the four. Two, the HOH, the veto, the uh, two the, vetoes. Where is the second veto? I think she the only veto. Memphis's she won HOH, right? Yeah, that was the only one I think. But in the double eviction, the, yeah. the puzzle. Right, yeah. And then she got a uh, veto thrown to her. Did she? Yeah, the running veto. Oh, yeah, the running veto. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well. And then, all right, uh, I guess. Power. Man, okay, so she's she's won a lot of comp by default. It's really hard to keep track. <laughs> That's the problem, because you don't have that in your mind of her, like, being yeah. victorious and, like, pulling something out. Like, hmm. you know, it's, and it's especially... It was because, especially with the the uh, gift swap thing, that always makes it confusing. Because sometimes the person who wins the veto isn't the person who wins the competition. It's mm-hmm. Just, just a lot. I mean, so so after that, then that means that once Memphis goes, uh, presumably Christmas will be the second best competition uh, person left in the uh, house statistically. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. She's a comp beast, Ben. I don't know what you yeah. always say. I mean, actually, uh, how many? I think Cody's only Cody's won six, right? Or has he won five? I don't know. I don't know how many. I think he has won six. I think he's won three HOH three vetoes. Yeah. Um. So you know, it's like six, five, three, two. So it's not that far apart. We're not. We're not really. We're kind of yeah. splitting hairs here. Yeah. Anything can happen. Like Nicole could go on a streak. Yeah, yeah she's endgame comp. She's very good with the memory stuff and the studying. She's been doing a lot of that. 
you know, you get to the end, she has six or four comp wins. Mm. Um, and, you know, other people have five or six, and but hers maybe mm-hmm. count more because they're at the end and more impactful to the end game. So who knows? Yeah. We did talk about in our last episode that Nicole's narrow path to victory starts with winning a comp, at least one of the comps this week to save herself and protect herself. And then to make sure that Memphis is the one who goes to the final five. And both of those things happened. So she's technically still on that narrow path. She still has to get there with Christmas, which is something that we saw in this last episode. That Christmas also realizes that the only person that she has even a snowball chance of beating is Nicole. And she's like approached Nicole for this final two deal. Uh, so like that's in the ether. Like It's not impossible if Cody and Enzo don't win the comps they need to win for Nicole and Christmas to get to the end together. So, so yeah, so uh, if Cody doesn't win the cops is what you're saying. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't trust Enzo right now to win anything ever. So, let, let's get into this, then, because we're assuming Memphis is going. Who, in each of your opinion, is the most likely person to come in fourth place? Chad. That's tough. I feel like if Nick, no, Nicole can't win. If Nicole wins, this is tough. Because if Cody wins HOH, he puts up probably Nicole Christmas, right? Yes. You'd think. So if Nicole wins Vito, I could see, I could see Enzo go in there because Nicole would obviously just vote, you know, Enzo out. I agree. Um, so, there's, I mean, there's potential because Cody could likely win HOH, you know, at any given time, basically, especially mm. in Final Four. So, mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's a good chance Cody wins HOH. It's like probably 50 50 for the guy at this point. So, if Nicole wins that veto, which is also possible, because she's done it, apparently she's, you know, comp beast now. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if, if, Enzo's on the block, I think he goes. Either way. So that's like Nicole's one path, I think. If Christmas wins and then it's Nicole and Enzo on the block, that's that's tricky. I, th- I think... What Christmas do you think will happen there? Christmas will affect Enzo over Nicole. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, Christmas knows she can only beat Nicole in the end. Um, and she's vocalized that a number of times uh, alone and to Nicole. Um... Yeah, so, yeah, I think this is Enzo's week to lose, honestly. Same with yeah. Cody, but like I feel like Cody's more of a lock than Enzo to win HOH in safety, mm-hmm. and Vito in general. So I feel like this is Enzo's week here. He, if he wins, he's good. If not, then yeah, he's probably he needs gone. to win a comp. Because um, breaking it down, two. yeah, if Christmas HOH um, and either Nicole or Cody win Vito, they're gonna vote Enzo out instead of whoever's next to the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, if Cody's HOH and Christmas wins Vito, it's Enzo. If Nicole wins Vito, and she is a good player, and we're going on this thread that she understands what she has to do, it's Enzo. Uh-huh. Um, the only time it's not, yeah, is if he wins one of those two comps, right? Like, Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I came in, I did I ran the numbers before the podcast, I ran through all the scenarios in my head. I think that Enzo has 
somewhere between a 40 and 50% chance of going at the final four. Um, which, uh, which sucks. He's played a pretty good game up to this point. I do, I do think that in most cases where he loses both final four comps, he is, uh, the likely person getting evicted because I think that Nicole and Christmas both, uh, like Nicole is still loyal to Cody to an extent. Uh, and also Nicole and Christmas both understand that they are best suited to winning a jury vote against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, the big question becomes uh, the the situation where Enzo can lose both comps and potentially stay is if Cody is the one casting the eviction vote. Uh, there's a chance that he keeps Enzo uh, over Christmas or Nicole if he is loyal is more loyal to Enzo than Nicole first of all, and also if Cody realizes that Enzo is more likely to take him than Christmas's. Uh, if he like says, "Oh well, end zone Christmas are probably well, it's, it's impossible it. for him for Cody to have the veto and those two to be on the block because Nicole's outgoing HOH." Uh, that's true. Yes, so it would have to be Cody deciding to evict Enzo over Christmas or over Nicole. I mean, uh, it would have to be a Christmas HOH and then Cody veto. Um, and I think that that's pretty close as mm. far as what Cody does. Um, but the fact that Enzo is not necessarily guaranteed safe there uh, is not great. Um, yeah. It's just so much. It's just so funny, this round of Big Brothers, unlike any round in any game, where it's yeah. just so all about one competition. I know. Yep. Oh, yeah. my God. So it I, makes it fun. With that being said, though, we were talking earlier about, like, people putting themselves into a position where the competitions don't matter too much. I think there is only one scenario where Cody goes home. Mm. And I think that's a Enzo HOH and a Christmas veto. I think that's the only scenario where Cody is evicted at the final yeah. four. And that's like a lock, right? Like that's a Christmas lock. Yes. Not, not yes. going to pass that up. Correct. Uh, there is an outside scenario. If Enzo wins HOH and Nicole wins the veto, that she could evict Cody over Christmas, but that's mm-hmm. not a done deal in any sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, a, there's a chance that Nicole could still basically throw the game and stay loyal to Cody there. Um, so the fact that there are 12 scenarios here with the three HOHs and four veto outcomes, and there's only one of those 12 scenarios where uh, Cody is in any danger of going home. And he's also the most likely to win probably both competitions we right. could probably talk about him as being a, a very likely lock in the final three. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that Enzo and Nicole both might take him, especially if Christmas goes at four. And if Enzo goes at four, which is, I think, what we all agree is most likely, mm-hmm. um, then he could still get taken to the end by Nicole if she stays loyal to him. Um, and as long as Christmas doesn't win the final HOH, he probably wins the game. <laughs> So. Is um, a Cody HOH and Vito, is it, it's going to 100% be Nicole versus Christmas in that scenario with Enzo casting the vote? I think that, I think that more likely, yeah. yeah. I think that he realizes that Enzo is more loyal to him than Nicole is at this point, uh, which I think is correct. I think Nicole is more likely to choose Christmas over Cody than Enzo is, even though I think they both would say loyal. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think it's it's in Cody's best interest to keep Enzo for the final three and try and at least convince him 
to vote out Christmas, even though it would be in Enzo's best interest to keep Christmas, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think that Christmas would take him over Cody. It's going to be interesting, man. I mean, at least there's some intrigue heading into the end of the game. Sure. You know, we've been on seasons where, like, you know, Paul on BB19 was just a complete lock no matter what to get right. to the final three and eventually I, to the final two. And Yeah. yeah. I think I think Cody is a, is uh, more than fifty percent definitely to win the game, probably even higher at this point. But yeah, I mean Enzo and, and Nicole do have paths. Um, it generally is going to require Cody losing comps and them actually making selfish decisions <laughs> than loyal decisions, which is right. not like the fact that we're even discussing whether or not that like it. The, the fact that we aren't just saying, oh, of course, Nicole would evict Cody over Christmas if she mm-hmm. had won the veto, uh, like that that kind of tells you how well Cody kind of has uh, wrapped this game around his finger. <laughs> yeah, it's not an interesting game, but you got to you got to give him his props. Mm-hmm. He's killed it. Yeah. And like, I think if like. If you go in and play Big Brother, this is what you want to do. As much as that sucks to say as like someone who's a super fan and a big fan of big moves, like if you can get yourself into a position to pretty much guarantee yourself five hundred thousand dollars, you can't fault the guy. Like Yeah. Yeah. I mean him and Derek played you know, an incredibly boring game in BB sixteen, but it was again very effective. Um, and yeah, just like locking people down to the point where like they they have so little room to maneuver that they can't even start to make a move against you. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's good gameplay, but it's not entertaining gameplay to watch for sure. Oh man! All right, well, I'm surprised we got 35 minutes almost out of this. Like. I think we really dug deep into to what you know was out here. Is there anything else you guys like wanted to bring up that we didn't touch on? I mean, I think Cody's a lock. I think for a win, more than likely. I think the most interesting scenario is if it's Enzo and Nicole in final two. Um, the worst case mm-hmm. would be Nicole and Christmas, and <laughs> I think most cases Nick- Cody wins this, but. I think Enzo and Nicole will be interesting. I don't. I feel like Enzo wins that, but I, I feel like that's the closest we're gonna get to like an is, even vote. Is the Big Brother community mentally prepared for Nicole winning again? <laughs> I mean, it would be funny. Like you know, regardless oh, of my personal feelings about Nicole Franzel and like you know whether I enjoy her as a character or a player. Mm-hmm. Like, it would, be, it would be kind of fun <laughs> to watch the fan base kind of meltdown over her being the only two-time winner. Yeah, we have to accept that she's the best Big Brother player ever, I guess, in that scenario. Oh. like We don't, though. Well, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> we just just like... I think it depends. I think that like if Christmas wins out and protects Nicole and, and drags Nicole to the end and Nicole mm. like wins like 5-4 or something... That's not impressive. If Nicole makes the conscious decision to herself cut Cody at either the final four or final three, I think that, you know, that, that's a little bit more impressive, at least, that she yeah. Oh, yeah. demonstrated that she is playing selfishly, which we've known that she can play selfishly. Like, she threw Danny under the bus the second that, like, Danny was, like, you know, 
even in a, a smidgen of trouble. Like the second that Nicole saw Danny's ship sinking, she just fucking hucked Danny right under the bus and like yeah. jumped ship. So like I don't know. I think I think she has it in her. I just it's just a matter of whether she does it. Just yeah. just imagine Nicole being like, Cody, I'm not gonna make the same mistake as you did in sixteen. You're <laughs> out of here. Like I would like my, my jaw would drop. I would love to see it as a big brother yeah. fan. Hate to see it as the Cody pick, but um I that mean, at that point, like it would literally be that all game, hail, like, like, yeah, we have no choice but to stand. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I would. I'd be like, you know what? Good job, McCole. Like you, you are probably you're just still not beating the best, but you're up there now. No, no like my my primary uh, criticism of Nicole across three seasons of Big Brother has always been that she has like the ability in her to play like very cutthroat and villainously. It's just that she doesn't own it at all, and she, like, pretends like she's some, like, you know, heroic figure, and she plays the victim, and she, like, cries and whines. It's like, if if she, you know, actually took, like, a powerful stand and cut Cody at the final three and took Christmas, for instance, and, you know, like, set a line like that to, like, really drive it home, like, you know, oh I'm, I'm, I'm stealing this game from you, Cody. Uh, this is my $500,000. Get out. Like, that would be... That would be like an actual moment where you could potentially like be like, okay, Nicole. That's savage. It would be an yeah. iconic moment. It'd be in all the compilations of like the most iconic mm-hmm. moments in BB history. You know, it'd be. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't quite be Dan savagely destroying Shane and Danielle. Uh, I mean, the, it, <laughs> it'd floor, be like Steve but... cuts Vanessa, right? It would be kind yeah. of on the same level yeah. as that. Mm. Yeah. You know, but we'll see. Um, no more uh, Franzel the Danzel, right? Just right. straight savage. <laughs> that is like the most frustrating thing, like you said, Ben. Like we can see it in her. She, yeah. If she embraces it, she could be so likable and fun. Mm-hmm. If she just was willing to come to the dark side completely and not like try to take one foot in, one foot out approach. Yeah. But uh, can't win them all. <laughs> Oh, maybe oh. she can. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> she at least went two thirds. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's um, <laughs> pretty. I mean, for all like the self-deprecating jokes like she makes on herself, it's like at the end of the day, she did win Big Brother. Like, she should feel like she has earned her place as an all-star. Like she said that in the episode tonight, like, Oh, I'm finally like an all-star. Cause I want a comp. It's like, who gives a shit about a comp? You won big brother. Like, yeah. that- I mean, you're in the final four as a winner yeah. in a season that only had two winners coming in. It's like, it's very impressive. Like yeah. just on paper. Yeah. She, I like, I wish someone were there to hype her up in that way. To be like, mm-hmm. just embrace it. People will like you so much more if you just embrace this shit. Like, yeah. you know, but is what it is. Same with like Christmas. I feel like she takes shit so personally. You know, it's like mm-hmm. no, just like be confident that you're like a good, you know, comp player, and like mm-hmm. don't take things so personally, and people will like you more. I don't know. Yeah, she's just such a drag to watch, and I, like mm. it's like the perfect expression for her that I never use. It's- She's just a drag. Like anytime she's on screen, I'm just like, I don't even give a shit. Yeah. yeah. And then Enzo, <laughs> my only advice is stop talking such a big game. Um, 
Cody, don't have any advice for you. Keep doing what you're doing. Memphis, don't have any advice for you only because you're awful. (laughs) 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 Just just a blight. (laughs) He he sucks. Yeah, just an unpleasant dude. Yeah. He ends up in sell feet picks after this is all over, you know? Yeah, that's the silver lining that he can console himself (laughs) with. Um, Yeah. He, like, he already has a commercial, yeah, for his OnlyFans. He just cuts that, you know. Yeah. And Great feet. If it's good for enough, for, you know, and that soccer just really proves there's someone out there for everyone. If you ever get down, like, uh-huh. someone hitting Enzo up for, you know, picks of his feet regu- <laughs> regularly, it sounds like. So, uh-huh. you know, don't despair. Yeah. It's a big world out there. Yeah. We'll find oh, someone. man. Thanks, Brian. I'm getting through it. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't directed to anyone. <laughs> um, oh, God. <laughs> but no, I was just like a very bizarre segment. <laughs> I know. Why did they air that? Didn't have much else to air this week. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was like 20 minutes of strategy in the last like 10 and a half days. So, I mean, what do you, what do you want? <laughs> they want similar, yeah. <laughs> that is a similar segment, I feel like, that tonight. What was it? Or just like really. Oh, him and the cow or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was just oh, like, there was also him not knowing how a, a kettle works. Yep. There, oh, yeah, it's yeah. just like um, that's the kind of stuff you're like, Oof, this is scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like, yeah. which uh, how a kettle works really? Yeah. Like we've all been in situations where we didn't have a kettle, and we had to boil water. Uh, right. In a, that's like, stuff, yeah. yeah, that's like your main go-to to make tea. That's that's insane. That's insane. I'm gonna get off my soapbox with this. Don't get me started. Uh-huh. Oh man. All right. So I think we've really wrung everything we can out of this one. We've gone from talking yeah, we... really in-depth strategy to talking about Enzo's feet and kettle problems and yeah. I mean, we're, we're just following the pattern of the episodes, right? <laughs> you know, 60% fucking garbage random shit that doesn't matter, and I guess, you know, 40% or 30% competitions and 10% strategy. <laughs> right. Oh, man. All right. So with that, Ben, where can they find you online? Yeah, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Ben Share, and that's sharing with two R's. Uh, you'll catch me... In a few months, tweeting out Big Brother Can to nine because I don't think I'll be tweeting much about this season for the rest of the season. Yes. <laughs> also, oh, I'll, I'll congratulate the winner, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Chad, how about you? You're going to be tweeting regularly about the awesomeness of BB22. <laughs> uh, I might be tweeting about the Patriots more often um, and silly memes. So if you enjoy those, please mm-hmm. find me on Twitter at ChadPerry25 right here and then on instagram at chadley jp for just pictures of me doing cool stuff yep i i think uh the patriots season has already been way more interesting than this season of big brother so that's yeah. that's safe um we're related with somebody getting covid during the season mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, well you know all what they really needed was everyone to get COVID, everyone to be like, what the fuck? How did they let this happen? And then for mm-hmm. them to be like, hey, we, we came above it. We rose above our adversity. 
Like, yes, your self-inflicted adversity. Well, I mean, if the season gets canceled like week two, we could, it would always be like, oh, man, what could have been this amazing mm-hmm. cast, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we would have been talking David and all his potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the potential for the season. Oh, God. Yeah, so. <laughs> what happened, man? What happened? <laughs> if only we lived in that timeline. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I've had a lot of fun talking with you guys about this yeah, season, no, this regardless of how good this season is so at least there's we got that out of it um you can follow me on twitter at the fake bmar that's b-m-a-r-r i tweet about football and pokemon and big brother and that's literally pretty much it it's and like you said memes chad yeah you always gotta stay fresh on on the memes Uh, you also follow me on instagram at super marlboro also with two R's on that, you can follow the channel on Instagram at Wicked Good Everything on Twitter at WG Everything on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Wicked Everything. Rate us on iTunes. Tell your friends, your family, everybody about the Have Not Room. It's almost over. Um, and we appreciate you listening to us ramble about this subpar season of Big Brother. <laughs> so until next time. We'll see you.